When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're going to continue talking some football. However, the OFC Champions League is underway in Vanuatu. It features New Zealand's own Auckland City. And it is the end of the first round of group stage. Joining us on the programme is their media uh, manager, Matt Brown. G'day, Matt. G'day, Mark. How are you? Very well, thank you. How is life in Vanuatu, matey? Uh, 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 you know, are you spoiling yourself, Matt? <laughs> Hardly. Um, the weather hasn't been great, to be fair, but the uh, football's been good. Yeah, it's been amazing. It's an amazing place. Uh, very small, um, 18,000 people where I am on the island of Espirito Santo. That's up in the north, about a 50-minute flight from Port Vila. And uh, it is um, a lovely a lovely spot, although, as I say, the weather's been wet um, but, you know, the people uh, just make the place and they're always smiling. It's uh, they're just so excited to have football here. And, of course, Auckland City, who are the big dogs in the sense that they are the most successful team in the Oceania Football Confederation. Uh, they're chasing an 11th Champions League title. They're in a group with Suva FC, um, Solomon Warriors and Lupe Alosawanga. So no Vanuatu team in this part of the country, but down in Port Villa, the uh, the host team, if you're a Blackbird, played today their opening match. I um, mean, they got a crowd of around about, I think, 6,000 packing out this tiny stadium, and the atmosphere was was electric, and as it was in Luganville, where we had 5,000, you know, for the first match day. And we're talking about a stadium that literally, you know, was kind of a, a, a if you think of a paddock without any um, any stands before the tournament. It was very bare. There was one building. They've, they've done a really good job in terms of, um, you know, preparing it, putting up some temporary grandstands um, and um, and giving it a real... Uh, if you have anyone in Auckland who's maybe been to Kiwi Tia Street, quite an intimate yeah. atmosphere. Um, you know, everyone's very close to the pitch. Um, it's noisy and, and, and it's really good for football. Okay, Matt. So uh, Auckland City getting up over the Solomons by three goals to one in their first round match. Uh, I think they take on Suva on Wednesday. What have been some of the other results? Have there been any major upsets? Well, it's always hard to know whether they're upsets or not, um, because I think the group today down in Port Villa, the, uh, the four teams were all probably capable of making the semi-finals. It was quite even on paper. So we've got Afira Blackbird, Hikari United uh, from Papua New Guinea, uh, Tiger Sport from New, uh, New Caledonia and AS Parai from Tahiti. And the two French-speaking teams, Tiger Sport and Parai, went off in the first game. And, and to be honest, the, if you get a chance, go on. Anyone, you know, perhaps um, listening tonight, go go on the uh, OceaniaFootball.com page, um, go into news, and you can see the highlights or it's on their, um, their Facebook page as well. Um, the highlights from that game, because the second goal was as good a volley from outside the box that you will see anywhere in the world this year. I don't say that lightly, but it's as good a volley as I... It's one of the best volleys I've ever seen. Um, that's how good it was, the second goal from the Perai side. It was a looping, clearing ball that came, you know, went, went really high, sort of cleared, I think, from a corner, came down high, and the guy just hit it str- as it was dipping, hit it 
incredibly well. I mean, it was just the cleanest strike you could see. So, yeah, that was three a 3-0 three win to all three goals in the first half, and that surprised me a little, but I thought the New Caledonian side would be better than that. Second half, uh, look, Parai took a couple of players off, and, you know, clearly they had a three-goal buffer, and the New Caledonian side came back into it, created some chances, but that was the end result. So um, an upset, maybe not, but, Mark, it was uh, certainly, um, you know, it's worth watching just for that goal. Um, and in the other game, it was, uh, well, the hosts, unfortunately, lost 2-0 to Hikari United. Um, and again, there's a screamer of a goal, a free kick from the edge of the box in that one um, in the second half to get the Papua New Guinea side um, on the board. Yeah, Matt, I know that you're probably watching a lot of this for the first time and you're coming up to speed yourself, yeah. but is there a notable difference in styles uh, amongst the different clubs and the different countries or island nations that make up Oceania? Yeah. Yeah, there are. Well, New Zealand's a lot more structured. I mean, you know, the way Auckland City play, it's a very structured type of game. They they play play possession football, and and whereas you know they played the Solomon Warriors, who who have a lot of pace and and a lot of skill, um, but probably at times too a little bit, um, you know, a little bit brazen on the ball and maybe, um, you know, they don't make the right decisions or take the right decisions in the key areas, but they certainly were brilliant on the counter-attacks. It was a classic case of, you know, a side-dominating position and then any opportunity, you know, the Solomon Warriors were off the left and right flanks were down the touchline and really, um, you know, threatening and, and, and causing trouble for the Auckland City defence. They actually led in that game the other day. one um, 0 was only a red card, a penalty that levelled the score. The keeper got sent off for a for a poor, you know, a bad challenge um, or bad collision really took out um, the Auckland City striker uh, and it was a fair call to, to be sent off. But, of course, that changed the game, even though they were happy to defend deep when you're down 10 men. But, no, their style was very much counter-attacking. The Fijian side also, Suvaru C play a lot more structured football. Um, you know, almost, I mean, they're very physical. All the Pacifica sides, sides like Lupiola Sawanga from Samoa, you know, very physical, some big boys in, in those teams. Uh, and I think, uh, but the skill level, you know, certainly A.S. Parai have a lot of skill, a lot of flair. There's that French influence in, in their style, and I think also in the New, New Caledonian side. So, yeah, there is a variety of styles, which is, you know, which is good. You, you don't want everyone to play the same. And what about the standard of officiating? Are the, the officials, do they all come from within Oceania, or have FIFA decided that, hey, we'll, we'll maybe um, put some resource here and perhaps bring referees in from around the world? No, they're all from Oceania. Um, there's some New Zealand officials. Um, there is uh, Anne-Marie, um, she's whiffering in the World Cup. I just forgot her surname for a moment. Mark Rule, who was at the World Cup um, in Qatar. He was on the, he was the touchy when uh, Matthew Conga was on the field for that very controversial ending in the France-Tunisia game at the World Cup. Tunisia yep. beat France. So the two Kiwi officials, and I was chatting to Mark actually in Port Villa before I came up here, you know, just around about that fascinating discussion, but, you know, perhaps one for for another day. But uh, but certainly um, I thought the refereeing has actually been very good uh, and they've got the calls right. There's no VAR. I know it's something that OSC are wanting to introduce and, and referees in the region have been having training recently around VAR. And, um, and there is there are plans, I think, in time for next year's Champions League to have the VAR introduced, which will, of course, you know, change things. Let's face it. Um, I mean, you could argue the, the rights and wrongs of it, but ultimately VAR gets more decisions right than wrong as much as, 
as much as the marginal ones. You know, you get frustrated if you're an attacking team and your player's offside by by a mere centimetre. And you know, and, and in the old days, of course, it never would have been called. But I thought I thought watching the games in Luganville pitch side uh, yesterday that that um, that they, there wasn't anything really that stood out. Oh, that's a cl- that's a that's a cl- you know a clanger. Um, I, I thought you know they got the course. They certainly got the course right for the penalties. Um, and um, you know, and they're key moments in games. So yeah, pretty good to be honest. And, and Matt, when you wander around the villages and go from island to island, are, are, are kids are the kids just having ad hoc games of football, or is it the oval ball? I mean, what's your sort of general impression of football and its its footprint or its fingerprint within Vanuatu? Vanuatu is football. It's it's all football, and and really, um, if from what I understand, I haven't been to Solomon Islands. That is, Solomon Islands would be the closest you would get to in our part of the world to, say, a red-hot European atmosphere in a Liverpool Man United derby, Mark. I mean, it's just ferocious. Um, they love their football. They're so passionate. Um, and, you know, and hopefully at some point I'll get up to um, the Solomons but to experience it. Um, but here, yes, um, you know, very, very small population, but but the, the people there, they were loud. They were much louder than what you'd get at a, dare <laughs> I say it, and, and no disrespect to Blues fans, but, a, you know, a, a Blues match. Um, you know, the chanting, the singing, the the, the dancing in the stands is, is something to behold. And um, they really create an atmosphere, which, you know, which generally football people tend to create more of an atmosphere anyway. It's part of the, the almost the essence of the game, I think. And uh, and certainly, um, yeah, the, and, and talk about the kids. Yeah, they're kids. They've got footballs. They're they're playing wherever they can, you know, and I think um, that's just uh, part of the part of the DNA up here. Mm. Okay, Matt. So group stage, uh, second round matches start on Wednesday. What is the draw for those games? Okay, so here in Luganville, we've got the, the first game is uh, Lupe Olasawanga, who got a real beating in their first game um, against Suva six nil. They take on the Solomon Warriors. So. That is the um, that's the early game that'll kick off at 1 p.m. on Wednesday. It's the next game. Then it's Auckland City uh, up against Suva FC. Now both those teams unbeaten. I mean they both had um, you know pretty good wins in the end. Three one for Auckland City uh, in that six 0 win. I I'm hesitant to say. I don't. I, I do think Auckland City will be the favourites. I mean, because the Lupe opposition, they really did fall away. I, I, but I think you know, it'll be a tough match for Auckland City in that second game. Of course, the winner of that game will be through. You know, to the semi-finals, and then uh, down in uh, Port Villa. The second match is um, uh, where we have we've got yeah we've got Tiger Sport against Hikari United of course Hikari a win for them would put them through Tiger would be eliminated and a fair Blackbird the host like, up against the AS Parai who I think were the most impressive of the teams um, today that'll be a tough one for Blackbird who can't afford a second straight loss so that's the second round and then of course the third rounds on uh, Saturday and Sunday and the local cuisine Matt what have you experienced since you've been up there my good man. In Santo, in Inspirito Santo, they are famous for their beef and the organic beef. And part of it's to do with the temperature and, and the climate and the way um, the, the the beef, um, the cows, are, the cattle are farmed up here. And they even export to Australia, which is a major export nation itself. And I've heard that they're even exporting some beef to New Zealand. It is that good. Their eye fillet. I had an eye fillet last night, Mark, and their eye fillet was as good as an eye fillet I've ever had. So there you go. Beef beef is massive. And then, of course, it's a lot of your typical um, island vegetables, you know, a lot of taro. And, Mark, I haven't had any, but carver is big up here. 
You're just living the dream, mate. You mate. It's a tough life, your job. <laughs> tough job, isn't it, Matt? You'll be telling me how hard you're working and how many hours you're putting in, and you just keep enjoying those eye fillets, Matt. I will. <laughs> Lovely to have you on the program. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. We'll, Lovely we'll up, to chat again. We'll update, we'll update again Wednesday night if we can.